Wynn and I want to express our gratitude for every one of our listeners. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing this space with us each week. We are now offering an opportunity to work with Wynn or myself individually in a deeper look towards what's true about life and who you really are. If you'd like to know more, email me or Wynn for more details. In a three-day dive under the noise, anything is possible. Let's find out. Now on to the podcast. Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynn Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's Under the Noise with me, Wynn Morgan, my amazing co-host, Kate Roberts. Hello, Kate. Hey, Wynn. How's it going? Good, thanks. You? Good. Cool. Then we have a special guest today. We have Danny Cobbin. Now, Danny um, will ask him to introduce himself to you in the moment, but I want to just want to say that Danny is someone I met three and a half years ago now, in the January of 2020, so just before COVID-19 became a word that people were using in a time where lockdown wasn't even a phrase yet. But during the time of um, Danny being on the coaching program at that point and Supercoach of 2020, everything kind of turned upside down in that six months. And here we are in at the time of recording in summer of 2023. And it's um, a delight to have with us um, today, my friend, and I'm honored to call him that, my friend, Danny. How are you doing, Danny? I'm doing amazing. I'm so thankful to be here and excited. Cool. So there's a question that we love to ask our guests to kick this off. How would you introduce yourself to someone who'd never heard your name before? Mm. I'd introduce myself as a father, um, a husband, a partner, a connector, a human being. Uh, I would just introduce myself as the guy who left his job to take care of twins, not knowing what the heck he was going to be doing. And that, that probably sum it up. <laughs> Wait, for someone who doesn't know you, what do you mean you gave up your job to look after your twins? I mean, I do know, but for someone who didn't know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So if we're going to go back just a little bit, um, I worked at UPS for about 15 years. And in that 15 years, I was a very angry person. Look, I would kick boxes. I would... Yeah, I'd be upset with customers when I shouldn't have been upset with customers. And uh, after me and my wife talked for several years, she was like, you should be the one to stay at home with the kids when we have them. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be able to take care of one, start my business, no problem. And uh, she called me one morning and she was like, we're having twins. And uh, we both definitely did that like awkward laugh thing where it was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's when things got real because 
I thought I, I, I thought I would be taking care of one kid. I thought I'd be able to read the books, do whatever. But what actually happened is having those two kids um, that January of 2019, I left my full-time job and I started raising them while my wife worked from home. So here's a question for you then, whether you remember this or not. What was the first thing after January of 2019 that you went, wait, this isn't what I thought would happen? Oh, wow. Um, so something I think we'll get into is how like we overcame, I overcame that whole anger, the whole, this is what my dad taught me. So this is what I'm going to instill in my children. But the first, very first thing was I was stressed out because um, I was trying to start my own business, raise these twins. And the internet had this whole like, this whole deal where it was like, you could get rich in the next six months if you do X, Y, and Z. So I was like going to seminars. I was doing the whole personal development thing. And it wasn't until, I guess it was December. Yeah, it was November, December of 2019. I had Bell's palsy um, where half of my face stopped working due to stress. Um, like I woke up, everything was, it was a, the most beautiful morning that I can remember like literally the most beautiful morning I can remember. Um, the sky was beautiful, crisp blue. And the only problem was my partner was like, what's wrong with your face? You need to go to the hospital. So, so I went to the hospital, found out, had Bell's palsy. Um, and that's about the time where I met our mentor, Michael Neal, uh, via YouTube. And I have no idea what he was saying. Didn't understand. Like, I did not understand what he was saying. But he made me feel good. Like, I felt real good. I just didn't know what he was saying. And I was in the Tony Robbins world where it was like, do this, do this. Get yourself geeked up. Get going. Run through the wall. And I think that running through the wall over time is what, like, caused my nervous system to kind of shut down. And so January, when I met you, I had just like my face was kind of on the mend. I wasn't really too worried about that. I was really trying to understand how to get my coaching career off the ground more so than trying to figure out what was going on with me. I was like, I'm, I'm an angry person, but I'm on, so I'm on this personal development journey. So, you know, we'll get there. And um, it was fascinating because that week while I was there, oh, First off, I don't know what I learned, but I do know what I learned. That's kind of the interesting thing. Um, yeah. Did I answer your question first? <laughs> Pretty good. Um, you could finish that thought off, though. Okay. What All right, you were cool. saying. I don't know what I learned, but I do know what I learned. Yes. So there was a core, there was like a lot of things. Mm, there's always a lot of things that are happening in life, aren't there? Um, so my daughter went to the hospital that Tuesday um, with, we don't know what she had, um, but it was the upper respiratory issue. It was before anybody knew about COVID though. So it, we didn't know if that was it or not, but she had an upper respiratory issue. I wanted to go home on Tuesday. Like I was like, yo, I, I want to go home, forget all this learning stuff. And there was a couple people in class who I had gotten to know over the day and 
it was interesting because they were like, what you're learning here, I promise you will be more valuable to your children than you going home today to meet your children, to go be with your, your daughter. And I was like, cool, I'll stay. And so I'm sitting there and I'm learning, right? So there's something dire going on in my house that I want to be a part of, but I have to, in some way, take that out of my mind, take that out of my whatever. And I have to be present and learn what I'm learning. So that's kind of what I meant by, I didn't know what I was learning, but I, but I was learning it because when I went home, probably a week later called Jason Deppin, still my best friend, still my best friend. And we're on the phone and we're like, Hey, what did you learn, dude? And I'm like, I don't know. He's like, what did you learn? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then he goes, yeah. So like, what's going on in your life? And I was like, yeah, my wife, asked me a question when I got home. She's like, so what do you think about, so I was studying the time management. She's like, what do you think about this time management thing? And I was like, uh, what time management thing? And she was like, last week we were talking about time management. And she was like, and I go, that feels like a year ago. So I'm on my the phone with Jason and like, we're having that kind of discussion. We're like, we haven't even recognized the changes that occurred in our lives, but they're happening. And I think the biggest thing that both of us recognized in that conversation was that for so long, we had been pushing to make our relationships better that we didn't slow down enough to recognize that the person that we were trying to make better was truly loving us. Mm. Like, I didn't see it on the week that I was there. I wasn't, I didn't hear the whole time I was listening to Michael. It wasn't until me and my friend went on, we were literally like, I don't, like it was good. It was great, but I don't know what we learned. And we slowed down just enough to like see that. And ever since then, it's just been this journey of unraveling, if you will. Can you put into words what's been unraveling? I used to pride myself on being myself. Like anger was part of who I was. Like who I, just who I was like. And now three years later, it's like, get angry for what? Um, Yeah, I still get upset about things. One of the big things was with my kids. like the legacy that my dad left me, which was if you cry about something, I'll give you a reason to cry about something. So he would pull out a belt, whatever, he would spank me. I'm not talking crap about my parenthood, my childhood, but in those early years, my son would like wake up from a nap and he start crying, like almost like that purple cry they talk about where it's like, you just got to leave the house because he just won't stop. And I would be like upset with him about that. And there was a few times that I could vividly remember, like, mm, there was one time that um, I was laying on the couch. He's probably like one and a half, two years old. Kind of hits me in the face. And I'm like, oh, I'm above this now. So this is 2021. Like I've learned, I've learned about this. Like I'm above this, but in my head, I'm like, I'm seething. 
Like this little boy, he don't know. Like I'm going off in my head. And then it hit me again. And I like bounced up. Like he was a grown man. Nothing happened. I just bounced up. And in that moment of bouncing up, I sunk back into that feeling that that y'all talk about so often where it's like, Oh, this ain't me. This is a version of me that I've considered me for a long, but this is not me. Now, look, I, I still got upset with my son in 2022 and 2023. Like I'm, I still get upset with him about stuff, but like I don't treat him like he's a grown man. I now understand that like he's watching me. So everything I do, the way I respond to him, the way I interact with him, the way I speak to him, that's how he's speaking to other people. So like, I have been on this, the greatest of personal discovery missions as to where everything that I really thought I was, other than like there's some, there's some fun pieces in there that I, I can't help but hang on to. But all the anger and the bitterness about like life being hard and like other people upset me, all that stuff is just kind of, slowly been going out the window. Hmm. Then with the wife, oh man, um, the unraveling there has been, I can't even describe it. Like, cause after I recognized on the call with Jason that that was what was happening, that I was the rude person, the person that was actually not leading with love. Once I recognized that, like I could have called that like awesome, great end of the day. Right. And then I read like the relationship handbook by George Fransky. And it's like, Oh, really? All your relationship needs is a reset. Like that's what I t- like. I've read the book two times. And the biggest lesson, if there's any lesson from that book is at any point at any time, you can hit the reset button in your relationship and you can see things with love. And I've literally been like, why did you do this? Why did you do that? Da, da, da. And then it clicked in my mind that like, oh, I just, I want to feel love from you. And I'll tell her that. And those are like the most magical moments because like she's there and she just wants to love me. And now I know, right? Like over time, I know that whenever I'm going down this rabbit hole of, oh, you did this or you did that or whatever it is, I can give you some examples if you like, um, that it's me. And then the moment that I recognize it's me, I, I calm down, slow down. And there's that, that love. There's that beauty. There's that, that essence of life, if you will. Well. Wow. That was amazing to listen to. Amazing. Danny, has your has your wife said anything about this what she's noticed in you? <sighs> One of those go back to go forward moments. <laughs> Yeah, like right before, I guess 2019, I took her to a UPW, which is Unleash the Power Within with Tony Robbins. And I'm like geeked up, 
like we're having a good time we're getting better we're learning information i take her with me because i'm like look i trust myself but when it comes to this whole relationship thing like i've always had this like she got my back so i'm like come with me go to this event let's 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 do it she goes I'm like kind of looking over at her and she's like kind of having a good time, but she's kind of not having a good time. And it's hard not to have a good time in these events because they got loud music pumping. It's like 65 degrees in there. And it's like either you jumping around or you freezing one or the other. And so after the third day of the event, I asked her, I was like, so like, what's going on? And she's like, this ain't it. She's like, I don't know what's going on, but this ain't it. Right. And so Going into 2020 and learning about what we learned from Michael Neal, I had just left this huge event because I went with in December. I went with to um, Day with Destiny, which is Michael or which is Tony Robbins' seven day event, right? So I the three days she went, she's this ain't it. I had already signed up for seven days. I was like, this is amazing. But in the back of my mind, I had the the Bell's palsy thing was going on, and then her saying, this ain't it. And so I went to that event, got through it, went to Michael Neal's event. She asked me what I learned. The only thing I could tell her that first couple days was there was a there was an exercise that we did. And the exercise was just pay attention to your thoughts when you go out for lunch and talk to somebody. Then that was it. And I was like, have you ever done that? Like, have you ever spent time like just thinking about what you're thinking about when you're talking to somebody. And she's like, no, but I'm not being an asshole anymore to her talking about, we need to get better. So it wasn't until Michael had advanced super coach come around where I was talking to my wife and I'm like, Hey, I kind of want to go to advanced super coach. And Michael asked her the question on the call. He's like, Danny's saying, like, you love what he's got going on. What have you noticed different? And she's like, I don't know, but I want him to go back. So she's like, literally, like, she was like, I don't know. He's different. I like this different. Please go back. So now, three years later, we're able to put a little bit of, like, clarity around, like, what's changed, what's different. And it's like the level of love. Um, and when she like comes to me and she asks me a question and I don't lead with like, like I used to give her this look. She used to always like, you always look at me like I'm dumb. I, I never knew. I'm very, my facial expressions are very vocal, I guess. And she's always like, you give me this face. Like I can't even make it, but she's just like, I'm like, why would you do that? And it was always like, that's the dumbest thing that I've ever seen anybody or heard anybody do. Why would you do that? After that, it was, why would you do that? But it was, no, no, no. I really want to understand what your thought process was behind what you're doing so that I can get a better understanding of why you went that direction versus that direction. Because what I know now is, is that I ain't always right. I, I don't always get things correct. But what I know is, is, that you have your own wisdom and Yola, you've been guiding your life wonderfully. So if she was to say anything has changed, 
she would say the anger thing with the children, the fact that I can wash dishes three times a day now and like be okay with that as to where there was times where it would just be like, she calls it I angry clean, I guess. I put on some alternative like punk rock type music in my headphones and I'm walking around and I'm like, but I'm cleaning it up. And I'm like, I used to be real upset. Like the house is so dirty. How come it's so dirty? How come we can't keep it? Mind you, we had two-year-old twins at the time. So like, what's going to stay clean? Um, and so she, so like, oh, it's just so many times um, where like, that's what she would say is like, that I found a new depth of love. Then now she doesn't have to worry about me whenever I, I go do things. Like she didn't have to worry about like, Oh, is Danny going to go do something wild and crazy? The answer is still yes. But now we know at least he thought about it. At least he like put some time and effort and attention into it before he got it done. That a new depth of love. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Thankful. You know, too, what I love about all that you've shared so far is this, and it's probably because I'm not like that. So you see something new and you have this insight. And you're like, okay, I'm good. I'm complete for the rest of my life. That's enough. I'm, that's amazing. I'm like, what's the next thing and and the next thing and the next thing, you know, like wanting to see more and wanting to know more. Like that's kind of how my experience showed up. And so I love that feeling that you have that. Yeah. If that's all there is, like if that's all I ever see, yeah, I'm complete. And I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that because sometimes gets interesting um because i used to want to find the next thing and the next thing i used to get real it always takes me in a negative direction some people can do it i i always every single time it's like so i've gotten to this place where i just like have fallen in love with not knowing what the hell's going on, which is a very interesting place to be. Um, and that's why I'm happy that I have the friends that I have. Uh, like every single story that you've heard today, I, I could tell you a story of the friend that was on the phone with me when they helped me to understand it, helped me to see it for myself. Like, there was a time where Rob Cook, love the guy, called him very angry about my son. And he just laughed at me. He's like, are you upset right now that your kids are being kids? And I was like, holy crap. I'm upset the kids are being kids. Or with my wife. Like, like I was a story three years ago where she burned some toast 
And then I was up so upset that I just was beside myself. Like I would have probably broken up with me if I talked to myself that way. And then it was two years ago where she like burnt some popcorn or something like that. And I didn't get upset with her. I walked outside. I was cool. I walked outside. I got on a phone with Jason and me and Jason are walking through like how updates happen. So sometimes we think about it in the form of a computer, right? Like the system is perfectly designed, but there's something inside of us that whenever we think about it, the system gets off. So if something happens, it could either be an update or it could be like the end of the world, how I have been traditionally using it. Well, the only thing that slows down the update is my upsetness about the situation, about the other person, about the other thing. And ever since then, it's like, <laughs> oh, I, I don't, I don't control this thing for me. I don't, all I can do is be excited when I actually see that thing. So there's long stretches of silence long stretches of like oh, I wish internal wisdom would tell me a little something to do but it's really it's been really cool to recognize that I'm exactly where I need to be exactly when I need to be there and the only thing that's keeping me from seeing that is my thoughts about that so thank you for pointing that out because I hadn't recognized that about myself just yet I think feeling complete, it's so precious to find ourselves in moments where we feel complete. And I know that we all are, but to be able to have that experience of it for me is rare and very precious. And it takes it from like completeness being conceptual to the to a settled in feeling. Yeah. My friend Jason, very intellectual guy. As soon as we got out of super coach, he was into non-duality. Uh, then he was into Ah, whatever. Then he was into stoicism. Now he's about to get his degree in happiness studies, right? And what's interesting is like, we're always having this very interesting debate. And it wasn't until about a year or a year and a half ago, because like, for the longest time, I was wanting to be more intellectual about all of this. I, like, he makes things sound beautiful. Like, he makes them sound great. He'd be like, oh, here's a quote from da, 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 Marcus Aurelius. I don't know, whoever. And I'd be like, man, like, I can't do that. But what I can do is talk about my experience. And it was that year and a half ago where I stopped trying to combat him or debate him based on what he, what he knew, which was like reading the books, getting into it, like, making it very intellectual, making sure that we understood the nuances of it. And I caught on to like, yes, yes, there are these nuances and there's these ways of explaining it. But for me, once that feeling locked in, 
is I don't want to say I'm feeling hunting because I'm not feeling hunting, but like, oh, it feels great when I'm in that place, right? It's and something I've been doing here recently is hard things. Cause I heard somebody one time say, if you don't know, if you don't do hard things, how do you know what's hard in life? I don't know. I hear people say stuff and I just run with it. I don't know what that's about. So I climbed my first 14er a couple of weeks ago right now, currently training for a, a marathon. I don't know how I end up in these things, but I dude, I let a podcast. I listened to guys like, he tells the whole story, but he's like, in six weeks, I went from what I was doing to running a marathon. Here's the training that I did to run the marathon in six weeks. I'm week one, day seven, out there running. Uh, it was two miles today. So it's run the first mile, walk a quarter of a mile, and then run the rest of the way back. I learned two days ago that if you run a direction for 20 minutes, just turn around because you got to run the rest of the way home. Like, don't, don't keep going. Just turn around, go home. So I ran the first mile and in my head, I was like dying. Just like, ah, why am I doing this? What's up with this? And the thing that's been really cool about these hard things is my thinking is going. It's like, Oh man, this is painful. Oh, why are you doing this? Oh, this is going to take forever. But there's something deeper in me somewhere. I don't know. That's continuing to push me forward because it's at any point I could have stopped. Like literally just, you know, you just stop moving your feet and you stop running. You could turn around, but like I get to the, the 10 minutes or whatever the mile was. And I'm like thinking, yo, this was super far. And I kept walking and then some clicked. It was like, just turn around, dude. So I turned around, started walking back, ran the, walked the fourth of a mile. And so that means I got three fourths of a mile to run home. In my head, I'm like, Danny, push yourself to see what happens. Pause on that story. Tell you why I said that to myself. On one of these hiking stories a long time ago, I made it all the way up had to make it home and i was coming down the mountain ever so slowly ever so slowly because i was like oh i don't want to miss something i don't want to hurt myself and then out of nowhere i just started running down the mountain because i like notice people all the time running down the mountain nobody's ever running up the mountain i don't know if you ever noticed that nobody's ever running up the mountain they're always running down and you always feel bad or i always feel bad seeing them run down so I was like, all right, let me give it a shot. Let me run down. And I ran down. And as I was running down, I recognized, oh, there's a lot of times in my life that I think I'm giving everything that I have and I'm not. I'm telling myself that I'm giving myself everything that I have, but I'm not. So I'm on the run and I'm running back and I'm pushing myself because I'm like, five years ago when I was 32 or whatever age, I was able to run a seven minute mile. I should be able to get back to that. Did not run a seven minute mile. So we're not there yet, but I was faster than I had been still out of breath, still sucked, but there was this ever so slight improvement that like really lit me up inside because all of this stuff 
has been building on top of each other. And that's kind of how life is, right? It's like one experience builds on the next experience. And five years later, we're in a different position and we don't know. But now that I kind of got that, that, oh, well, life's going to happen. It's going to be up. It's going to be down. But like, you could always be at home, no matter what's going. You could always be at home. Ever since then, it's challenging situations, but I'm still at home. I mean, that's a heck of a thing to have realized in my own experience of home never leaves regardless of what I'm up to and how I'm feeling, actually. Even when I think I'm not home, I'm home. It doesn't go anywhere. And what you just said about I always had more to give even when I thought I didn't. I mean, that's it's a wonderful statement uh, and a uh, truth to have seen. Yeah. Danny, this has been great. What, how can people find out more about what you do and what you're up to in the world? Danny Cobbin on YouTube, Danny Cobbin on Instagram. Um, climbing the summit podcast on both YouTube and uh, where all podcasts are heard. We're going to have win on very soon. Hopefully now I got Katie here. I can get her <laughs> <there> too. <laughs> <laughs> but those are the best place to find me. Um, lots of new things coming up. Um, trying to put together some hikes where I get to coach along the journey. Um, so Yeah. But if you want to find me, Danny Cobbin, just about everywhere. Yeah. And um, of course, where, where you found today's podcast on, on YouTube or any other platform, then you can, you'll find uh, Danny's contact details there. Kate, anything else that, that struck you or any questions that you wanted to ask before we wrap up today? You know, I guess I would ask um, Danny. If there was anything that, you know, for the people that their experience starts in a place like Tony Robbins, it's like, I know I want to feel better. I know there's something more than this and maybe I don't know what it is. And so I feel like I have to effort my way to it all the time. And, you know, for people like that, that kind of started in a similar place that you started what would you tell them? Notice. Notice. Just begin to notice what feels good. What doesn't feel good? What feels right and what doesn't feel right? Uh, since I'm a story guy, I'll give you a quick story. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was something going on in, in my life where some things that I thought that I had escaped, literally thought that I had gotten away from, had showed back up in my life. And I was so stressed out about it. And this was 2022, so we talked about a year ago. So a couple years into the whole learning about our thoughts, all of that. And I, it, this is the biggest thing that probably hit me. And I, it was like, I didn't know what to do, so I, I got on my knees and prayed. 
that's how big of a thing. And like, I grew up in the church, fell out of religion, kind of sort of used personal development to get myself into a better space. And so I felt that I went out, got on my knees and I was like, hey, God, what's going on? Essentially what I said. And I like heard back, do you have faith? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be on my knees right now if I didn't have faith, you know, like, I, I mean, duh. And he was like, well, do you believe? And I was like, yeah, I, of course I believe. And then I heard, well, get up and live your life. Like, I, I don't know. That's just what I heard. And ever since then, anytime that anybody asks me, Yo, where do I start with this thing? It's just, just no, start noticing. Because like, I bring that story up about me praying because I have fell so far away from that portion of my life. We talk about self-discovery. We talk about like that, that personal journey. And that was my personal journey in a way is like, rediscovering who God was in my own life, rediscovering who I was in my own life. And it was all this just noticing these little moments where I was in alignment with who I was and when I wasn't. And the best guy that I had was my feelings. And the one thing I knew from like growing up was like, Yo, we got here, 32, I'm 38 now. We got here, 38, we got here. like what makes me think that we're not going to get to the next place or the next place? So start to notice just who you truly want to be. Because it points you back to the feeling. So there is. Rainy, thank you so much. Thank y'all for having me. This has been amazing. <laughs> Like the insights that I've had about my own journey today has just been unmatched. So thank you. Yeah, thanks. We might have to do a, a Danny part two at some point with all of your insights. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> thanks, Wynn. Thank you. You've been listening to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts. I'm here with Danny and Wynn. And if you have any questions or comments or suggestions for topics to discuss and chat about, our details follow the podcast. Hope you have a great week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.